You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 284. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 284. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Baby doll. Hello, beautiful. I feel like we have a, a third co-host. We do. We do. We've got a our little dog Bianca is got her. <laughs> she's like propped up on the mic stand, like ready to. It's like she's ready. Put to, in her two cents. Yeah, like she's got something to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, bless her heart. If you don't, if you've never seen pictures of my dog, you'll have to hang on to Instagram. I I tend to put her into my stories quite often. She, just to give you a little bit of a mental image, she's a tiny toy dog. She is red and white, or it's kind of like a tan, but they call it red and white. Yeah. She has one eyeball. She has one ball, yeah. It, she wears diapers. She does wear diapers. She's a scamper and a pamper, as we like to say. Yeah. <laughs> and it does have a wetness indicator. It does have a wetness so indicator. So that I can tell yeah, if she's that. wet or not. It's key. And she will be 15 she's, this year. She's 15, yeah. Or did she just turn 15? Yeah, she just turned 15. This summer? So we're on borrowed time, but you would think <laughs> that she's a puppy. And so anyway, yeah. she's if if our mics fall off the, the little stand, you'll know the culprit. But yeah. anyway, we're so excited to connect with you guys today. We have an awesome topic that I actually did last year that I wanted to do another repeat this year to really help set you guys up for success as you go into the brand new... 2019 and start killing all of these goals. Kill it, baby. So we're going to talk about seven reasons why goals tend to fail and how to make sure yours do not. Mm -hmm. So that is what is on the docket today. I'm just, we we took a little bit of some time off. We did some traveling and, and we kind of batched our pods. So we haven't sat down to record for a minute. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, we're, we're a little... A little green. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Got to get our legs back. So why don't we why don't we pass it to you and we'll get those mics warmed up. All right, let's view it. This is a fun one. Insert jingle here. Insert jingle right here. Would you rather Would you rather be the rodeo clown at a rodeo or be the bull rider? Oh. The rodeo clown. So basically, it comes down to this. Would you rather get chased by the bull or to ride the bull and get thrown off of it? All right. Well, first of all. I mean, you got to have some got to have some skills you, for either you, one. You've got to have some massive fucking courage to do either one of yes, them. Absolutely. However, <laughs> I have an ethical dilemma here because. Uh-oh. You don't like the bull ride. I think it's cruelty to animals. Ah. You know, like, why do we? I, yeah. So would riding the bull be more. <sighs> cruel or would chasing the bull be more cruel well when you see some of those pictures like when they do those compilations on youtube of like people getting just speared with Mm. i mean but then i'm also like you fucking deserve it you know like there's (laughs) also this part of me that's like look at you're fucking with nature and that is their instinct (sighs) mr 
Smith. Uh, mm. I think I think I'd rather go for the clown. You want to be? There? Yeah. Well, you get to wear the makeup. <laughs> yeah, it'd be all like glitter, <laughs> glittery clown. Um, that would be fun. That'd be a fun part of it. But it seems like they get away. You know, like they get for the most part, they don't have as many accidents. Right. You're going to hit the ground every time as a bull rider. Every time. Whether you've made it the eight seconds or six seconds or whatever the fuck it is. Whether you've made that or not. Although, I did ride a bull in Vegas, and I was pretty impressive. Yeah, You were. I was impressed with myself. I was impressed with you. I was more impressed with you than I was with myself. (laughs) That's saying something. Because I'm an excellent bull rider. You grew up with that kind of shit. I like, did not. Well, horseback not riding, riding and like I mean, we had cows and stuff, but I never rode a bull. No, I know, but to me, like a city slicker, I'm like <laughs> a city slicker. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so we would love to hear what you would rather. Uh, but actually, what would you rather? You didn't say. I'd rather ride the bull. You would I think just to say I rode a bull once. So it's an ego thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like even if I. Got hurt. Eat shit. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I rode a bull one time. But what if you couldn't do your work anymore? I'd still be able to say I rode a bull one time. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> worth it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Just one time at a rodeo? <laughs> one time. I rode a bull. When I was like 47. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to hear your thoughts on the matter. So every single Monday over in my private Facebook group, we shoot the shit about the would you rather and everybody comes up with really hilarious reasons for what they choose and it's uh, a really cool group everyone's amazing uh, incredibly supportive of one another it's called the joy junkie after hours club you can get there just by going to the joyjunkie.com slash club redirects you right over there to the group i'll put the link in the show notes as well but I also do uh, a weekly Q&A segment where I sound off on things that have come up from the group each week. So you can get tons of support and advice and camaraderie and connection. And it's just a really, really good corner of the internet, I mm-hmm. feel. <laughs> it's in the corner of after hours. After hours. That's right. <laughs> and Mr. Smith comes in there and cracks the whip on anyone who tries rather. to mm-hmm. butcher the would you rather and we have warm fuzzy wednesdays and it's it's, oh, yeah. it's a good time it's right it's right it's a good time so be sure to to cruise over there and come hang out with us and wait a minute well, do you hear so yeah what is that what it's is that a, it's is that like, a free shittler it, oh i think it might be oh my god we interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of impressed with us that we kind of just riff off each other every single time. Every time, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because we did that one theater show together. That's it. <laughs> that must that's, be it. Uh, that is it. That's, that's all our, yeah. our that's thespian training. That's all the improv training. we need. <laughs> all the improv skills we need right there. So if you've caught the last couple of weeks of workshops, you'll know about this already. But if you haven't taken advantage of it, what the hell? I have a brand new workshop that I've curated completely free for you. All you've got to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop, and you will be able to find a date and time that works for you. And what it really is all about are the five major principles or shifts that I have seen 
from my clients and students that must be made in order to get through massive self-doubt and self-blame, dealing with chronic and consistent perfectionism, constantly being invested in what everybody else thinks and being a, a people pleaser. There really is a syntax or a recipe for what gets people beyond those things. And so I essentially share with you those exact five pieces of criteria. So you can kind of check your personal growth against this, you know, kind of pattern and see like, where are my sticking points? Where are the, the elements that I haven't been focusing on that have allowed me to stay you know, stuck and wallowing in self-doubt and and constantly feeling like everything has to be flawless or I'm not enough or I'm not valuable. So if you haven't taken advantage of it, please, please do so. All you have to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. And if the date or time that isn't or that's available when you go over to that link, if that doesn't work for you, just check back at another time and you'll be able to access it at a time that works well for you. So uh, I really, really hope you enjoy it. People have been telling me that it it, it really was enlightening and eye-opening for them. So nice. happy it's fucking nice new year. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know I love to do a, a good free shit alert Yes, on yes, the pod. you do. So what do you say we jump in and talk about how to make these goals really come to fruition? I think we should. I think the mics are, yeah, the mics are hot. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag lit. <laughs> the mics are kind of hot over here. <laughs> Got a hot mic here. Got a hot mic here. Got a hot mic. Test, test, test. Got a real hot mic up here, fellas. Really hot mic. Somebody check the woofers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Yes, let's do it. Let's get into it. So if you caught last week's episode, I did my annual goal planning episode. And if you didn't, I will be sure to throw the link into the show notes, but it's just episode 283. And there is a a whole breakdown of how to create really solid, thoughtful goals for the new year where you're really setting yourself up for success. Hmm. So if you haven't listened to that episode, please do so. You'll, you'll still get a lot out of today, but that will help you take pen to paper and really crystallize the action steps that you need to take in order to accomplish what you want to accomplish. Hmm. And there's a, a bunch of other stuff. You and I both go through it every single year yep. to craft out what we want to. I'm still going through mine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, by the time they hear this, we'll be. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll be solid. That's true. This week, I wanted to look at maybe some of the things that start arresting us as we get into February or March. Things start to dissipate. Our excitement of the new year isn't quite as palpable. We start to let things slide. We're, you know, we can kind of, and there's a very real reason for that. And a lot of times it it, it is one or many of these things that we're going to talk about today mm. that kind of derail you. So the first, the first piece to kind of check in is... You set the goal because you think you should. All right. Mm, yeah. I've done this in the in the past before. I'm like, oh, I should want to volunteer more, or I should want to fill in the blank. Yeah. And it could be something that maybe your partner really wants for the family, or it could be something that your parents want or your children want. And they want you to do something and you start crafting this goal kind of absent-mindedly because you've gotten sucked into somebody else's agenda. Yeah. It could even be 
something that is institutional, like your workplace or your church or an organization that you're a part of where maybe you've always volunteered or you've always run a specific group. And so on your goals, you, you're like, oh, I'm going to run that group again. And when you stop and really think about it, it's, it's actually just because you think you have to. It's much more obligatory. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that Martha Beck was the, the one who originated the concept of your big why. And essentially, what is behind the big why is your reasons of why you want to accomplish something. And spoiler alert, it's almost always related to how you want to feel. So for instance, when we say, I really want to get a degree, or I want to travel, or I want to be partnered, it's not just to check off the box. Usually our big why is because I want to feel the essence of freedom by traveling, or I want to feel loved and connected with another person. And that's why I want to be partnered. So if you can tap into sort of that emotional element, it usually will give you a much more clear picture of if this goal is really for your fulfillment, or if it's for somebody else. Oh, yeah. So start looking at that. Another, Another place to look here is to ask yourself the question, if no one knew that I accomplished this, would would I be fulfilled by it? That's great. Or is it something that I think is is for other people? It's mm. for clout. It's for social status. Uh, I'll give you an example. Quite a few years ago, I was toying around with the idea of going through like a master's and doctoral program. And when I really sat and thought about it, it was way more wrapped up into clout and status. It was way more about how I would be viewed. And when I really thought about going through that entire process, I was like, God, nothing about that sounds exciting to me. Nothing about that. You know, I I really love learning and education, but I don't know if I'm always on board for traditional academia. Sure. And, And when I really stood back from it, I was like, that's fucking ego. That is, that's not about my fulfillment. That really isn't. And now that might change. I may eventually go for that in the future. Who knows? But in order to decide if that was going to be on that year's docket, I really had to check in with, with, hmm, if nobody else knew about it, mm, yeah, that would kind of take it away. Yeah, right. <laughs> because I'm depending on other people's opinions of that right. for it to be wow. worthy. Yeah, that's great. Isn't that crazy? That. That's a great way to look at, like kind of from, the, from a different angle of looking at your goal. Right. That's awesome. Because a lot of times when we we go into our goal setting, we think it's really noble. And especially Mm -hmm. if it's something like that, like a degree, like, oh, that's so lofty and amazing and noble. But you have to check in and go, is this really my heart's desire? Right. I think the other, uh, uh, real quickly, the other way to look at that is it's not the degree necessarily, but the information that um, Mm. that, that is given to you with that degree. Right. How many people can you help with that degree? You know, like that's another way to look at it. Right. Not necessarily from the point of the, you know, the frame on the wall. Right. But right. from does that information allow me to do my job better? Right. Right. Or is or what is it that I'm actually really craving? Am I craving um, I know you and I both go through phases where we're like, we're ready to learn something new. We're mm-hmm. ready to, re- you know, ready, you know, this year. 
I'm uh, studying hypnotherapy and I'm going to become a licensed hypnotherapist, which I'm so fucking thrilled about. Yeah. But that I feel like so much energy and passion and emotional current around that. Yeah. And that has everything to do with my values and what I'm actually doing in my work um, and to infuse my work with a more powerful tool. So again, checking in on that emotional element of what do I think this thing will give me? And is that an emotional response that feels good or does it feel like an obligation? Yeah. All right. So number two, your goal isn't clearly defined. That's another reason why goals can fail. Now, we went into this at length last episode, so please be sure to catch that if this is a sticking point for you. But one of the the ways to kind of counteract this to make sure your goal doesn't fail is to ask yourself the simple question of, how will I know if I've accomplished this goal? How will I know? So let me give you an example. A lot of times when we go into the new year, people will say, this year is all about my health. This year I'm getting healthy. Well, that's extremely vague, very ambiguous. Like we don't really know what that means. How will we know if we are healthy? Like what are the benchmarks? What are the the milestones? Is it how you're taking care of your teeth? Is it always diet and fitness? Is it uh, something to do with an ailment that you're healing from? Is it vision? Is it your emotional health? How do you know if you are, quote, healthy? Mm -hmm. What is the measurement system, right? Ask yourself that question and run all of your goals through that and and look at what are those milestones? What are those little benchmarks to say, here is what healthy means to me? Or if you're saying, "This this year is all about my business. Okay, great. What does that mean? Does that mean I want to reach this many people? Does that mean I want to uh I want this many clients? I want to sell this many goods? It's a revenue goal. It's expanding into different markets. Like what does success in business mean to you? Really quantify it, qualify it, get it nailed down so that that it is really clearly defined. All right? So we've got number 1, you set the goal just because you think you should. All right? Number 2, Goal isn't clearly defined. Number three, another reason why goals can fail is there's no accountability or you're surrounded by the wrong people. So the people that are in your most uh, immediate sphere of influence aren't helping you progress towards your goal. Mm -hmm. So for instance, both of us are doing a no alcohol challenge for January. That's right. With a... You know, I'm really open to like, hey, if there's an amazing health benefit from this and I feel way better than when I'm drinking, I'm happy to to just not drink. You yeah. know, I really want to experiment with the ways that make me feel better. And so for us, we're kind of going into that, but we're surrounding ourselves by I mean, I'm I am a little bit more so than you, but I'm going through like a, a full on group program oh, where yeah. right. I'm around support. Now, if I was if I had friends who I went out with and gave me shit. Like, I can't believe you're not drinking. That would make my job extremely challenging. That's not a very good friend. No, I completely agree. But a lot of times, if you're improving in an area, I see this a lot in personal development, where somebody's starting to establish boundaries and other people in their life don't like that. They don't like the empowered version of you. Or people who start to lose weight, your friends who are overweight would rather you eat with them and be fat with them then you get in shape. So usually the thing that you had in common that you're trying to break free from, those are the people that 
you have to just make sure it's a healthy connection with them, mm-hmm. that they can support your biggest life or that your your goals. So if you have both of these things, if you have people in your life who are not supportive and you don't have an element of accountability, that's really setting yourself up for failure. The great news is with our day and age and the way social media is, it's extremely easy to find accountability. And it's easy to find Facebook groups or online programs or things like that where you can connect with like-minded people who have the similar goal that actually have a structure and uh, sort of a, a recipe for that accountability. And then there's also options for, you know, hiring your accountability. You know, like a personal trainer or life coach, a life coach or (laughs) a business strategist or whatever you're kind of up against at the moment. All right. So these are the reasons they fail. Number one, you set the goal because you think you should instead of really based off of your own personal fulfillment. Number two, the goal isn't clearly defined. Got to crystallize that and make it solid. Number three, you don't have accountability or you're surrounded by the wrong people. So another way that you can really set yourself up for success in this regard is to get what yourself get yourself what I like to call the badass buddy. So somebody who is in the exact same boat as you, maybe they want to lose weight, maybe they want to start a business, mm-hmm. maybe they want to go back to school, maybe they want to not drink. You would be surprised how many people once you start saying, "Hey, I'm doing this" and you stand strong in it, go, "Hey, I want in on that." Yeah. And sure. a lot of times it depends on how you present the information. And if you just stand in a stand on your own solid ground and just say, hey, no, I made this decision. I'm not drinking or, oh, I'm actually avoiding sugar or uh, I've actually made the choice, you know, that I, I really need to get to bed by 10 o'clock. I've noticed a huge difference in my sleep patterns or whatever. You just stand strong in it. Yeah. And and that is incredibly alluring because first of all, you're doing something badass. And second of all, you're confident about it. People People want a piece of that shit. Let me tell you. Absolutely. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. All right. Number four. We talked about this a bit last week as well. You don't have a due date or a deadline. There has to be some sort of calendar marker of, I want to accomplish this by this time. Hmm. If we just say someday or this year, or at some point, I want to learn Spanish, or I want to go back to school, or I'm going to explore options. We we need to say, okay, I'm going to research master's programs and decide on one by March 30th, something like that, Uh so that you can start backtracking and go, okay, that means I need to look at this many institutions in January. I need to do uh, this many applications in February. I need to really nail – whatever. Yeah. So that you can start breaking down a timeline. And it also really helps to curb overwhelm because at the very beginning of the year, we want it all. (laughs) Yeah, totally. We want to lose weight. We want to get healthy. We want to start a business. We want to be more connected with our friendships. We want to start painting. We want to start roller skating. We we want it all. And it – feels so huge and monolithic and it is but remember that you have an entire year so let's start putting some due dates on this shit so that you really set yourself up to actually accomplish those things now that doesn't mean there's not wiggle room and there that doesn't mean that you can't shift a due date if you need it but let me tell you if i had not 
put a self-imposed deadline to finish my book proposal. I I mean, you saw me put that off for fucking years. Right. Years and yep. years and years. So finally I had to do a self-imposed deadline. So what I did is I hired a book coach that I had invested like over a thousand bucks in. So there there was a little bit of skin in the game there. Sure. And I knew that I had to get it to her by a specific time. So I booked the appointment, you know, three or four months out so that I knew this is your project. This is what you got to get done. And I have to do it again this year mm-hmm. <laughs> because I have a lot of reworking to do. But the point is, is you can start to change that and tweak that. And I think I mentioned last year, we had a due, a due date, a deadline of we were going to go in August or September to Ireland for yeah, our anniversary. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we ended up buying a house that year. So we changed the goal entirely and kicked that one down the, down, the, yeah. down the road. Many which, years down the road. Yeah, and we need to revisit that. Mm-hmm. But but there is wiggle room. You get to decide like, okay, something else has come in that actually is a bigger importance or a bigger desire. And you can shift the deadline. But the likelihood that you'll actually accomplish it is far greater if you actually put some sort of deadline or due date. Yep. All yep. right, number That's five. This is very much in the personal development arena. You quit at first setback. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you you have some sort of story or narrative in your head that you quit everything or that you never follow through. Yes. Or I do this every fucking year. Well, yep. let me tell you, my friend, if that's the narrative, that's likely going to be the evidence that you manifest. Yep. We become self-fulfilling prophecies. So what I want you to do is start creating some sort of mantra or some sort of perspective around a setback. What is that going to be? Is that going to be, okay, cool. I just got knocked down, but I'm going to get back up. You know, that that kind of proverbial quote of fall down seven, get up eight, mm-hmm. you know, that whole thing. After um, the eighth one, do you stop? Then then you're done. Then, then you actually done? quit. Yeah, no. you fall on the eighth time, that's <laughs> no. it. Don't get up nine. Don't 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 do, do it. No, just don't. Um, <laughs> no, but I want to try a different angle. One yeah. of my my other favorite things to do when you do have a setback, like let's say you are going for a degree and you fail an exam. One of my favorite things to do in those moments is to Google really inspiring stories of people who overcame insurmountable odds and tremendous amounts of failure like Edison (laughs) or, you know, there's, there's tons of them. Oprah. Steve Jobs. Yeah. And, yeah. And also people who accomplished things later on in life too, like where their story, they were up against also social odds. Like maybe they were paralyzed. Maybe they came from an underprivileged family. Maybe they're just a woman. (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) you know, there's, Or maybe they're older. You were older. just telling me about uh, the guy that plays Jamie Lannister on Game of Thrones. Yeah. That he didn't start acting until he was in his 40s. And That's right. Like, who does that? The man who started McDonald's did yeah. so in his 50s. Right. Uh, so there's story after story after story of people who not only beat the odds, but who also contended with failure in a really powerful way. In fact, failure is – I've I've heard a, a quote, and I could be butchering it. I'm likely butchering it. But – Failure is only only really a loss if you don't learn from it. Yes. That yeah. it really is not a bad thing to fail. In fact, every single time I have 
had a massive setback. It has also been followed by the biggest growth spurt. But a lot of that has to do with perspective because you can choose in that moment to go, see, a lot of times your inner critic will pop in with, see, this is why you can't ever do anything. See, you're not smart enough. See, that guy was an asshole and you're never going to find love. See, you better not put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. And we attach to the old story and that old narrative. So decide right now with all of your goals, when you don't get the funding for the business you want to start, when you don't get the second date from the person you're really into because you want to manifest your soulmate, when you get ghosted by a possible new friendship, when you have setbacks in any of those goals, how do you want to view your failures? How do you want to view your setbacks? Because that perspective will change everything. Absolutely. Everything. Anybody that you see now that you hold on a pedestal that looks like they have their shit fucking together and have accomplished things, guaranteed it has not been a smooth ride. (laughs) Yeah. Guaranteed. I remember hearing Brendan Bouchard talking about uh, his journey and he's like behind every overnight success is 10 years of hard fucking work. (laughs) He's kind of a, a real brilliant mentor that that I've studied under and kind of in the world of uh, human performance and personal development and leadership. So uh, check him out too if if you want a lively dose of, of energy and yeah, thrill. Yeah, he's got a lot of energy for sure. But it's really true. So to start thinking now, how do I want to contend if I'm derailed? If I fall off the horse a little bit, What? who are my allies? Who are my support systems? What am I going to say to myself? What is my perspective on failure decide on that now i i think that what that does also is it, it kind of sets your mindset of okay this their failure is not an option or, or it is it's going to happen but i'm not going right, right, to right, take right. me out right failure is is inevitable but it doesn't mean that this isn't going to get accomplished it's not going to be the end right result. like like telling yourself that okay here's my when i do fail this is what i'm going to do yeah like it takes away that angle Yep. Uh, that that mental lack of discipline right. that, that we get to when we do have that failure point. Right. It's, it's a great, great tool. I love that. So, I mean, you even as you were talking, I was thinking you could even have a real power, powerful perspective. And maybe it's not failure, but maybe you said something like, setbacks are a part of my success. I like that. Setbacks are a part of my journey. I can't have success without setbacks or something like that. You might not use the word failure. Depends on how the semantics work for you. But come up with something that's kind of a new concrete viewpoint. The road is bumpy, but the destination is the same. Right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, something like that. You could use metaphor like that. But what's non-negotiable is figuring out the new perspective, guys. Because if you don't, guess what? You get locked into victimhood and you get locked into blame. Well, I couldn't do that because so-and-so is an asshole or, well, I couldn't, I couldn't work out because I, you know. The system's wrong. The system's wrong. I got the injury. I, I got an injury and it never works. You know, I remember you and I getting, both of us at different points of our life, getting really frustrated with our workouts because we would get injured. And I remember you going through stuff and saying like, I've tried everything. And I'm like, you actually haven't. Mm-hmm. You're just mm-hmm. not done yet, honey. Like yeah. you're not done yet. You have to find the one that really works for you. Sure. And even that changes. And you did. Yeah. And then you ended up giving me the same advice many years later when I was <laughs> yeah. up against issues with my knees. Yeah. And and it was true. I I had not tried everything. I had tried many things. Right. But I wasn't done yet. 
So keep that in perspective. All right, so quick recap. Number one reason why goals fail is you set the goal simply because you think you should. Number two, your goal isn't clearly defined. Number three, you don't have accountability or surround yourself by the wrong people. Number four, there's no due date or deadline. Number five, you quit at the first setback. Number six is your self-talk sucks. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but I really think there's a very strong focus on either what you're losing what you're giving up, what the hardship is, the tough work, or you focus on what you are gaining, okay? So what I mean by that is you might have a perspective of the hardship or a setback that comes up or really hard work of starting a new business or getting a degree or or going through in vitro if what you really, really want is to conceive this year or something like that. You get really tied up into all of the things that are hard and that you're losing and that you're giving up in order to get there, or you focus so much on the no's or the hardship. So what would switch if you focused to what you were gaining? Mm -hmm. I'm gaining so much education. I am learning what makes me tick. I am figuring out how to communicate with my partner better as we go through this process. I... I really was struck by this today because they were talking about this in this alcohol experiment program that I'm doing. And by the way, check out, if anybody out there is interested, check out uh, Annie Grace. And it's spelled exactly as you would think. And I'll put links in the show notes. That's who I've been kind of following about this whole experiment of an alcohol-free life. Like, what are the benefits? And so one of the things that she was talking about today is how a lot of times when you're doing something like that, where you're giving up something you actually enjoy, you're so focused on like, oh, I'm losing. I'm giving up this thing. Yeah. This thing. I'm depleted or there's some sort of lack or scarcity instead of focusing on, oh my God, I've slept through the night really well or mm-hmm. I'm not hungover on the weekends or I have so much more mental clarity or I have tons of energy. Both of those things exist. Yeah. That's cognitive dissonance. Yes. Where – Both things are true for you. You want to quit drinking, but you also want to drink. (laughs) (laughs) You want both of the things. And and that's a real issue. We see it a lot with uh, weight loss. We really want to lose weight, but we also want to eat all the chocolate. Mm -hmm. We really, really want to get fit, but we don't want to pick up the weights. Cognitive dissonance. So that has everything to do with focus. So check yourself on all of the goals that you set up. What area are you focused on? Are you focused on the overall result and how amazing that accomplishment is going to be? Because again, if you're doing it for the right reasons, there's probably a great emotional reward there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Freedom or thrill or excitement or happiness or whatever that is on the other side of that goal that you're not focused on because you're focused on the shit you're giving up. That's right. Or the hardship or the setback. So check that focus and then make sure that your self-talk follows suit. So instead of allowing that inner critic to just run rampant, and I'll put some links to some inner critic pods that I've done if you really want some help specifically on self-talk. Check out some of those to give you some ideas of ways that you can frame up what you focus on. But a a lot of times you can use that just that word, like, I'm not going to focus on that. 
I choose to focus on this. Just yes. use the word focus yeah. and say, no, I'm going to focus on the end result. I'm going to get connected to my big why, yeah, the reason the why I want to do this. All right. And then finally, number seven, you said this just briefly. I don't even know if you remember, but you said your method is off. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what happens when we set up a goal is we really want to accomplish it, but the avenue that we travel to accomplish it is not really right for us. I'll give you an example. When I first started out in business, and we were actually just talking about this, a good 10 plus years ago, I did in-person networking to try to drum up clientele and things like that. I fucking hated it. (laughs) That's true. You did. You love it. I do. I love it. I hated it. Like, I just, I hated doing my elevator pitch. I hated being like, hey, what do you have going on? Oh, can we partner up? I just felt really disingenuine. It wasn't my method. Now, did I want to network? Yes. But I did not want to do in-person networking. I found that the online space was where I thrived. Mm -hmm. I loved connecting with people on social media or through my website, through the podcast. I did a lot of video blogging in the early years. So I would do a lot of video. And that was thrilling for me. I loved to connect with people through an online platform. The goal was the same. The goal was still around creating productivity in my business, creating more connection with other people and creating an income. But the avenue that I went was totally off at the beginning. Yeah. So it wasn't scrap the business, scrap the whole thing. It was scrap the method. Yeah. We've both done this with fitness. I remember I tried to do uh, P90X. You know, it's it's 90 days. I think I got through day like 76 or something. And I'm like, I hate this. The only (laughs) reason why I'm, I'm shooting for 90 is being a perfectionist and feeling recovered perfectionist and feeling like I have to do have that to in order to, it was a should. And so I stepped back from it and I said, I don't want to do this. I'm avoiding my workouts. They're taking forever. Now, P90X3 or X3, yeah. that shit was my jam. Yeah. But, like that but that's another statement of I really enjoyed home fitness. You always loved going to a gym. Yeah. Now, at this stage in my life, I love going to kickboxing. That's been a new element of fitness for me. Sure. So check your method. It might not be that you suck at fitness or you just can't ever get motivated. It could be that you need accountability. You need a personal trainer or you need to do Pilates instead of jumping up and down all the time. So really look (laughs) clearly at what are my methods. Again, it could be you're going to school and you really thrive. For instance, my... um, one of my dear colleagues, she knew when she went back to school, she really needed to be in person and connect with people. She didn't want to do anything online. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the goal of attaining a degree or a certification was still the same, but she knew how she operated best. She knew the method that was going to serve her the best. So check yourself on your method. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Before you wreck yourself. (laughs) All right. So let's review. Seven reasons why goals fail and how to make sure yours do not. Number one, 
Make sure it's not because it's an obligatory should, something you should want to accomplish. And ask yourself, if no one knew I accomplished this, would I still want it? And check in on the emotion of what do I think this will give me? How will I feel if I accomplish this thing? Number two, your goal isn't clearly defined. So simply ask yourself, how do I know if I've accomplished this goal? Set up some benchmarks and sort of milestones. Number three, you have no accountability or you're surrounded by the wrong people. You got to get yourself a badass buddy. You got to join groups or communities that are like-minded individuals. And you got to boundary up. You got to boundary up if there's people who are not supportive. And I am also going to link to one of my boundaries pods. In fact, that is probably the pod that I link to almost almost more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Number four, you don't have a due date or a deadline. That is a very, very fucking easy remedy, you guys. Just get it on the calendar. Just (laughs) make a deadline. That's all. That's the answer. Number five, you quit at first setback. This is where I really need you to create a new relationship with failure, setbacks, being derailed. Yep, that's 100% perspective. Number six, get a handle on that self-talk. Focus on the end result, what you're accomplishing, what you're doing, your big why, instead of what's going wrong or what's not working. Focus on the solution. Right. Right. And then finally, number seven, your method is off. Figure out the method that works for you. Create some sort of system. Do your research. uh, Find out other people's method, what they did to accomplish specific goals. And give yourself the freedom to take baby steps. Like, you Mm -hmm. got this. You have a whole fucking year. All right? And you've got a whole planning guide last last week. That's right. So check that out. You have everything you need to accomplish it. All right? You are capable far beyond what you give yourself credit for. I believe in you. We believe in you. We believe in you. That's right. Thank you, Mr. And Smith. when I say we, I mean you and I and Bianca. And Bianca. Yes. Our uh, our third kick today. Our little pirate. <laughs> our geriatric pirate. <laughs> Who's fast asleep at this point. Yeah. She's out. Like, yeah. done. Stamina. Need some stamina, girl. Poor thing. Poor thing. <laughs> anyway, guys, I'm hoping that this has been really helpful for you. And I hope you just get out there and slay those goals for 2019. Don't forget to check out the the workshop. If there's a lot of things that we've talked about today that you're like, you know, I, I'm pretty good about follow through. I'm pretty good about systems. I, I feel like I can, you know, put dates on the calendar. But I don't know if I really believe I deserve it. Or I don't know if I'm enough. Mm. Or I know that I self-sabotage because underneath all of it, I don't know if I deserve to be fit. Or you blame other people a lot or you have a lot of self-doubt or you feel like it's not worth it unless it's fucking flawless and perfect. Yeah. I was working out with a guy today that um, one of his – it was very similar to what you said. He says, I was afraid that if I got fit, I would cheat on my girlfriend because I would have more offers. Right. Yeah. And he said, I just had to check in with myself and realize that I'm not that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So he had to. It's mindset. Change his mindset. Absolutely. That, that isn't about here's how you lift a weight. That's right. That is about here's who I am. Yes. And if you are struggling with those internal elements, please, please, please go watch the workshop again. Yeah. Totally free. It will give you a lot of insight into any sticking points that you've got. And in the meantime, go forth and conquer, my friends. Yeah. 
I love you so much. Thanks for hanging out with us. And we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.